and welcome to Taste Test Thursday. I'm your host, Adam Owens. Good morning. How we doing? It is uh, Thursday, November 7th. It is just a little bit after 8 a.m., so it's time to welcome our guest into the studio. Today, I have Jim Zumponi joining me. Hey, Jim. Good morning, Adam. How are you? Good. How we doing? We're doing great. Uh, thank you for coming in this morning. Oh, Good. my pleasure. Now, Jim, Jim's voice is your familiar voice uh, on the radio airwaves this time of year because you are very closely associated with the holiday toy drive. Yeah, a little something I do in my spare time. Just a little, su- yeah, just a little yeah. something. Yeah, we'll talk about that, uh, how you got into it, and uh, what it's meant for you, and what it's meant for this community over the last few years. It's been, a, it's been awesome. I mean, you know, spoiler alert, it's been awesome. Um, it's only because of the community that it's awesome. Spoiler alert, it's kind of a bummer we need to do it, but you know what? We're doing it. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, well, we'll talk about that. But you have a pretty interesting. Uh, main. I mean, really, truthfully, the the whole toy drive thing is kind of a side gig. Your your main gig is. W- will you tell the folks? Sure. I I make zippers. <laughs> I'm I'm a zipper manufacturer. I, that, we have a, a place right in Lakeville. No, no, absolutely no. Yeah, I don't zippers. Like, and here's the thing: is like we. <laughs> It's so easy to take zippers for granted. You know, the, the place is called Supreme Zipper Industries. Okay. And you know how many people pull in because they see the sign and they ask us, what do we make there? Yeah, really? Absolutely. They don't. It's so literal. Do you give them tours or do you just... No, sur- no, oh, no, right, no. Okay. Insurance purposes. We can't take uh, them. No, I understand. I understand. <laughs> um, but they, 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 the sign says Supreme Zipper Industries. That's what it is. And they're like, do you really make zippers? That's It's so... It's so obvious what it is, but that's, I guess, why they question it. I guess, yeah. Do you, do you sell to, like, private individuals or only just sort of big companies? The majority of our of our customers are manufacturers of something else. Right. So they're making handbags, they're making tents, they're making uh, sleeping bags. It's something that needs a zipper, and you just supply the zipper. Correct. The finished product for us is the zipper right. itself. Well, that's, your, that's the end of the road for made, you guys. Made of components that we have. It's a very specialized niche business. I'll say. But yeah. but it's right. It, is it in, uh, what, what officially, what town or township is it? Where is it? We're we're in Lakeville. Okay, right right outside Holly. Okay, on, got it. Uh, Five ninety. Yeah. We do help the neighbors. You know, a lot of the fire companies come in with broken zippers on their turnout coats and all. Yeah. Oh, and those are serious zippers. Too. Yeah. So I mean, we we try to we call it helping our neighbors, but it's this is me saying we're not open for retail, <laughs> but we do try to help the the neighbors that's, occasionally. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So let's well let's spin back to sort of square one. Little little, little Jim Zimpony. Little Jim Zimpony. Uh, where'd you grow up? Queens, New York. Okay, so born and raised in uh, Queens. One of the one of the five boroughs. Uh, Queens is would, would you say it's like sort of geographically the furthest from Manhattan? It's, well, everything is kind of around Manhattan. Yeah, I guess. so, I mean, right? really, from my house right into Midtown, it's only twelve miles. By the way, the crow flies, but it's just it, it'll take you all day. Oh uh, yeah, I yeah. think an hour and a half in traffic. Right, I know. Isn't that crazy? I love it here. I <laughs> me, me too. Okay, so you came up in Queens, and yeah. would you you go high school there? Is a big 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 high school or what? I went to a high school called Jamaica High School, which okay. if anybody's from Queens, they know it's the huge old place up on the hill, which is no longer a high school, sadly. But it was a it was a kind of a rough neighborhood. Okay, um, where the school was i lived quite a ways away but that was my zoned school where i was supposed to go but yeah the 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 whole thing with with me was i wasn't involved with zippers right no this is like a later chapter in your life totally after mid-30s so what was that so you got out of high school and what then what like well it starts way before high school okay go on it starts literally on the first day of kindergarten no absolutely you're you're sort of the first half of your life's work it it literally i could go back to that day so um my, my i was a mama's boy I never left my mother. There was no preschool back then. There was none of that. It was just your first day of school was kindergarten. Okay. And mom was terrified. I was not going to leave her alone. And I went into this classroom and I saw a child-sized real world woodworking workbench with tools, 
vices, wood, and all. Oh. And I already had a penchant for that from even younger than that. Wow. I, I love tools and building stuff. So you saw that workbench. And that was the beginning of the end of Mom. <laughs> and uh, that's re- literally, it can go back to that. So and, the workbench took Mom's place. Yeah. And then uh, by the time I was a teenager, I was already working on commercial construction sites doing trim carpentry. Really? In, yep. in New York City? In New York and Long Island, mostly Nassau County. Okay. Yeah. Now, trim carpentry? That's like all the doors and the woodworking, the, the trim work, the moldings. So it's kind of what makes the house a home a little it's bit. It's the last crew of woodworkers in the house. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, and this is, so it's, 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 I'm gonna. I might use the wrong word here, so go ahead and correct. No, it's it kind of like delicate work. It's a little. It's very precise, delicate stuff. We okay. we tended to um, we gravitated towards higher end homes, so we didn't do like out here. A lot of people think you build a home in New York. Most of it's renovation, right? So you're you're melding new to old or remodeling something that existed, and uh, there's a real art to that because nothing's level, nothing's straight, nothing's plumb. <laughs> so yeah. there's, there's a lot of um, making the wood do what you want. Um, is that this is is this the same thing as what? Finish carpentry? Same thing. Okay, Trim so work, finish carpentry. Finish car- then you have cabinet makers, which are a separate class. Right. We did a lot of that work because we had a shop also. And um, that was 20 years of my life. I always thought finished carpentry was was like a, uh, uh, you know techniques from Finland. No. <laughs> I did for a minute. I really did for a long time. Well, they have some awesome techniques. Oh, I, I believe say that. that I but- believe, uh, my favorite on, on YouTube, I don't know if you ever watched uh, Japanese joinery videos. Absolutely. You seen that stuff? Uh, yeah. It's crazy. I've been fascinated with it for years. No nails, before, no screws. Before just- the internet, there was a thing called books and the library. I'm sorry, what? Yeah, books, library. <laughs> That's where I actually learned about that stuff a long time sure, ago. Sure, sure. Now, what about like, do you, do you apprentice? When when did you sort of first pick up a hammer and swing it at a nail in anger? I was know? given my first set of, of play school tools okay at yeah three years old okay but like well, by the time i went to that kindergarten class yeah. i had already had and i still have it the wooden the um the metal handy andy toolkit it was a child size set of real tools of real tools and i still have it oh cool um but it was just it was it was in me it's my parents supported it there's a tie-in to that when we get to the end of this story okay. about zipper junction Ooh, i like a tie-in yeah. okay okay so, so i did that all through high school i worked I pretty much was full-time when I went to high school. I graduated when I was 16 years old. Yep. I doubled up classes because I, I really didn't like school. Well, you know, and, not for uh, everyone. My dad at the time, you know, old school, you graduate high school, you got to go to college and get a degree. And okay. at the time, I was making pretty good money at 16. And I was like, really, dad? And yeah. well, well, I went and I got a business degree. Oh, and, yeah? Yeah, I have a, I have a business degree from St. John's University. You're a multifaceted man here. Well, I also ran, you know, crews of guys while I was in college. So it was quite unique. I had a full-time job in business the whole time. I graduated college when I was 20 and uh, never really stopped. It was like 15 years of a blur. Got married, had my first child, you know. And then in my mid-30s, the back started to work it self into the equation oh so you, um, you spend your whole life you know dealing uh, strange spaces bent over well carrying uh, it's stuff. genetics my dad has a really bad back okay and uh we just thought i kind of missed that one um but, but it didn't, didn't. Yeah. and uh i went almost a year trying to run the jobs and not do the work and that to me i i equated it to someone that had like a, a perfectionism ocd whatever you can't watch it if, if i wasn't doing it i wasn't happy you wanted your hands in absolutely the mix. Yeah. so i really i didn't know what to do my wife was a new york city school teacher yeah. at the time yeah. and um i said i don't really know what to do with myself in my mid-30s i always thought i'd be doing this and i went to see get my eyes examined okay. at my optometrist that i had known for 20 years yeah. and uh telling him my woes you know and he's like why don't you go meet my dad your optometrist's dad dad right and i said Steve, I've known you for 20 years. I didn't know you're, you, you never mentioned your dad. You're 20 years older than I am. So yeah. he's you know in his mid-50s at this point. Yeah. He said, yeah, he does something with zippers in Manhattan. 
That was that was the tip that led you into this next chapter of your life. That was the day. That was the moment. My guest is Jim Zumponi. Uh, Jim, what, what do I call you? Owner operator of Supreme Zipper. What? Uh, I'm the chief zipper guy. Okay, and bottle washer. And yeah, of was it Supreme Zipper Industries. Industries? Okay, yep. in Lake Lakeville. Yep, Lakeville, PA. Uh, very nearby Honesdale. And Jim is also intimately involved with the uh, Zipper Junction Project Holiday Toy Drive. Okay, so. Uh, you go to the eye doctor. Mm-hmm. You're a little unhinged. You don't quite know what to do with your life. You're, yeah. You know the back is coming apart. You mm-hmm. can't you can't be on the job site working. You're not happy just sitting back and managing it. So your optometrist says, "Talk to my dad about zippers." And and the truth is, we didn't do a lot of work in Manhattan because it was difficult. We were right, non-union. Na- we were Nassau private County. Counties. Yeah, and okay. uh, my my I did not like going into the city. It's very crowded. And I can't all. blame you. you yeah, know? I mean, we used to do the jobs for the people that own the businesses that we worked on their homes. So it wasn't all right. Un, you know, un. Uh, Unknown to us yeah. to go there, yeah. but so I go in. I meet this man on Twenty Eighth Street, right up the block. So this from, is your optometrist's dad. Yeah, this this guy. I, I when, hang on. The optometrist is is like fifty five. So his dad is. I had no idea. Okay, I had no idea at the time how old his dad was. Um, so I get in there and I find this little old man with a fedora on, sitting inside with a three piece suit, cufflinks. Well, that's um, Manhattan. Yeah, with a long form ledger. If oh. anybody knows what that is. Oh yeah. And I I meet Saul Rosenberg, who was at the time a hundred and one years old. Whoa! And he's he what's he he's, he's running a business. He is running a business. He had a one part time employee who used to pack some boxes. Yeah. And he was more of like an import export zipper company at that point. But I learned fairly quickly that he actually started. Supreme Zipper, the original company, back in 1950, when he came to this country, he was 50 years old that year, wow. and he was the, he's the American dream story. He, yeah. he grew a business from nothing, had hundreds of employees in the 50s and 60s, uh, full-fledged manufacturer, um, 50,000 square foot facility. Uh, there were 600 like him in the country at the time, wow. and then in the late 70s, early 80s, people started to find they can buy things really cheap in other countries. Uh-huh. And uh, he didn't want to close his factory. He had too many people there for 20, 30 years. Yeah. Anyway, he wound up in debt for like a million dollars. Whoa. And uh, he spent 10 years figuring out how to import on his own and um, get himself out of debt. And I met him after he had claimed he was living the good life for 10 years. Really? Yeah. So he was he was on a good track by the time you met him. Yeah, he paid off everything. He was also he 101. Was, he was 101. Unbelievable. Yeah. And it was, he told, I'm telling you, it was the white wine and spritzers and raw garlic every afternoon. <laughs> Is that what his diet was? That, pretty much? Every afternoon, that's what he had. Uh-huh. So, you know, he, did, he was doing something right. Oh, it sounds like a very old school kind of guy, huh? He was. Yeah. He was. But he was awesome. Jim and I will be back after a short break. We're going to continue our discussion about zippers, of all things. This is something I never thought I'd be discussing on the morning show. I never thought I'd be in this. Look, zippers affect us all. We are all touched by zippers in some way, shape, or form, right? That's correct. Jim and I will be back. We'll also talk about the uh, holiday toy drive this year and what the Zipper Junction Project is all about here as Taste Test Thursday continues on 95.3 DNH. Taste Test Thursday is back for this Thursday, November the 7th. It's about 28 minutes after 8. I'm Adam Owens. Joining me in the studio, Jim Zumponi. Am I saying that right? You got it. It's like a fast little horse. Yeah, Zoom Pony. Fast horse. <laughs> I like it very much. Uh, Supreme Zipper Industries in Lakeville, PA. Correct. Uh, now, you you met Saul Rosenberg, 101-year-old guy in Manhattan. Yep. He was running the business, and you kind of started working with him? Uh, one day turned into two, as I say, and then a week, and then a month. And... Uh, I, my OCD kicked in, and I started straightening up a very messy 1,400-square-foot loft. I can only imagine, you know, the way you describe him in the suit with the fedora and the long-form ledger, it must uh, have been a mess in there. It was 
it, it was his controlled mess. Yeah. Yeah. He knew where he everything knew everything was. was. He knew where everything was. Absolutely. No, I know how that goes. So you took over, you cleaned up a little bit and we, well, you know, well, tell me. My, my entrepreneur side kicked in and I was like, you know, y- y- we could do more. You, you could be selling more of this. There's only a few of you left in the country because at this point the factories are all gone in the U.S. Right. And I said, you know, I, I think there's more here. So I talked to his son, and I said, what do you know about your dad's business? And he said, nothing. <laughs> and I said, well, I believe there's some opportunity here. I said, but I'm going to have to get more involved, you know, order more stuff overseas, because there's no U.S. manufacturers that make the components. Really? Huh? There are none. So um, we did that. And after about a year of bringing 40-foot tractor trailers up to the ninth floor, <laughs> I said, uh, this is crazy. Doing and, this, uh, trying to do this in Manhattan? Yeah, it used yeah. to take us all day to unload a truck. Uh, so I said to Steve, I said, you know, I, I'll buy this, but you know, I'll, I'll do more, but I have to buy this business. And uh, Saul wouldn't sell it to me. Okay. He said, you have to buy, you have to buy it with Steven. You have to be partners. Oh, okay. I so said, he, no problem. He wanted the family to stay involved. And that's fine. Yeah. No, I was yeah. really, I was a good friend with Steve, and we did. And uh, very quickly, I realized we're going to need a bigger space. Uh-huh. And I already had a house up here in Northeast PA since the 80s that, oh. I, that I had built now, because I was a carpenter. What brought you up here? Just you like the neck of the woods? Uh, a postcard that said, come listen to a real estate spiel, get a free TV. No, how? Really? Yep. What kind of TV? It, it was a tiny little, <laughs> one of these small black and white portables. Oh, man. That was the size of like a suitcase. I love that. You know, we don't do nearly enough of that anymore. You remember like, you know, with a fill up at the gas station, you might get a free like that was how set we of got silverware. Our, that's how we got our first cell phone. It was a bag phone. Really? From, it was mobile at the time before High House had it over by the high school. Okay. Ballpark, and that was how we got, we, it was like 50 fill ups. You got a bag phone. <laughs> that's, a, that's a tradition we need to bring back. Okay. All right. So this, so this yellow postcard comes in the house yeah. in the early 80s and um, it, it was Coldwell Banker, I believe. Huh. And, and they're like, come up, listen to a real estate spiel, buy a TV. And I had a broken foot at the time. And my mom was like, you want to go for a Saturday? We'll go for a drive. <laughs> well, the following weekend, we bought the property. Wow. <laughs> and okay. that summer, that summer, I built the house I'm currently living in. Yeah. And um, you and you have the, the carpentry chops. Yeah. You have the old little teeny kids tool set to build your house. With. That, that's Yeah. Well, I was, <laughs> I, was I was 18 at that time. Whoa. And um, my parents took a leap and they let their 18 year old son build them house. And they retired to it in summers and all that for 15 years. Cool. And then uh, when I went to look for property, I said, I'll go look up by the house. You right. guys are going to retire. I've built in grandparents. We'll move up there. My wife was going to quit her very stable job. And uh, we did. The following weekend, we came up, found some property. And uh, within a year, Supreme Zipper Industries PA was built. No kidding. Yeah. And Saul, all- Saul kept, he was at the showroom in Manhattan. Okay. He, so he requested a place to stay. Did he ever come up to visit in, in PA? One time Once. after the place was set up. But he was a hundred and what five at this point, uh-huh. right? He was about hundred and four. Okay, yeah. And uh, we already had set up. Obviously, the inventories were huge. We started to bring machines back, which he hadn't seen in decades. Uh-huh. You know, zipper assembly machines, like the old old machines. We have some machines that are probably sixty, seventy years old, and they're still running. Yeah, absolutely. Who, who fixes that when it breaks? You're looking at them. Really? Yeah. There's yeah. very few people that know these. There's no industry anymore. Right, right, right. You the, know the ins the, and the outs. The support industry for that industry is gone also. Right, right. So it's, we're, we're kind of on our own in the U.S. Oh. So, uh, yeah, he came up, visited once. Yep. And then uh, we cruised along like that for several years. Um, he was 108 years old, just shy of 108 years old. And uh, I got a phone call one day. Yeah. And normally his phone calls were about 30 seconds. He'd bark at you, you know, and that was that. And uh, he had me on the phone for quite a while, probably oh, yeah. close to an hour. Oh, wow. And uh, he was talking like, you know, you're going to take care of Supreme and you're going to oh. take care of my customers. We have some third generation customers. Yeah. And I hung up the phone, Adam, and I'll tell you, I was bawling. Oh. I said, the man's going to die. Yeah. I said, he knows it. And four days later. That was it. 
He passed away. How, how old was he when he passed away? He was well. We're not really sure what his birthday was because okay. his his parents always told him he was born in the spring. <laughs> so this was he passed away on. They uh, did things differently back in the day. Well, he was born in what he called a suburb of a village in Czechoslovakia. Okay. in nineteen hundred. Yeah. So record keeping was not so great. Yeah, sure. Um, but yeah, he was. Uh, he died on Valentine's Day, two thousand and eight. Oh, wow. And, uh, Saul. Steve and I stayed together for another year. Yep. And then uh, Steve said to me, you know, this is ridiculous. You're the zipper guy. I have nothing to do with this. Yeah, Steve was sort of just in because his dad yeah, had said, he, correct. be on the team. Yeah. And, um, and I, we worked out a very amicable separation. Cool. He's still one of my best friends. Nice. And, That's good. Uh, That's a good story, that. Yeah. A few years later, I mean, um, it, it segues into Zipper Junction a little bit. Yeah. So uh, so you've got this this zipper, zipper manufacturing company mm -hmm. humming away in Lakeville. Um, and now what? And then, then I've seen this thing come up, Zipper Junction Project, and that's kind of the name that's associated with the holiday toy drive. Correct. So, what is this Zipper Junction Project? Well, to be quite honest, after a few years of it, as you said, humming along, yeah, and we've had some challenges over the years with the, the crash in 08 and 09, and it was it's been rough. It hasn't but, been easy. But people still need zippers. Yeah, I mean we're we're creative in how we sell. Okay, you know, and um, we're, we're we're okay. Let's put it that way. All right. And um, well, I have to admit, midlife crisis, whatever we call it, I had a slight run in with a little cancer. Yikes. And, uh, you know, it kind of makes you reevaluate what am I doing? Sure. And, and I'm the creator. I like to build stuff, you know, and it got to a point where I was kind of just selling stuff. And that's really uh, not me. That's not your language. It's not yeah. me. Yeah. Um, so I kind of decided we're going to have to add something to this business to, to spark the creative side. And long story short, what I learned was the, the schools up here had been trying for a very long time to build a career in tech center. Um, for four school districts. Okay. The uh, Paul Pack, Wayne Highlands, Western Wayne, and Delaware Valley. So a career and tech center is, is like a trade school. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Um, BOCES, if you're from New York. Yes, or, I know BOCES. Um, and they tried to build one, essentially it would have been like another high school uh, specialized. Now, the, the schools do have these programs on their own. Yeah. Matter of fact, DV just spent $10 million expanding their program. Whoa. Yeah. But it's still nothing like uh, a full blown A, a dedicated yeah. center. And, and it is. It's, it's very expensive, you yeah. know, a $30 million investment yeah. plus tax money. Well, my creative juices got going. And I was like, is there a way that we can literally give the career and tech center, the trade school, to the area, but fund it a way that wasn't from taxpayer money? Okay. And what was born of that was the Zipper Junction project, where we're, we've been developing this for years, um, where it's going to essentially be a... Um, we, we created the nonprofit. We did all the legwork. Yeah, you got to do the five hundred one c. Yeah, yeah. My, my wife and I, my wife and I, funded this whole thing for several years to Oof. do what we called our feasibility study, which is normally done with grant money or state monies. Well, we did it ourselves. You pocketed that yourself. Yeah, and you know she's she's an angel to put up with me. Aww. I mean, even with all this, because a lot of what I do is is for everybody else. You know how it is, and and you, you need a, a strong woman behind every man. There's a stronger <laughs> woman, and she is. Yeah, um, but. We, we did this and we, we realized, you know, we can fund this a different way uh, with tourism, with um, with uh, event spaces, with all kinds of destination tourist type things that we surrounded the trade school with. So we came up with this design and then we had to go see if it would really work. And aside from the number of people it would require yeah. and the dollars it would cost, okay. which, you know, a lot of people roll their eyes, but, you know... We're spending hundreds of millions of dollars a year on these four school districts right now. Okay. People may not realize the monies we spend. Um, it's well over $200 million for the four school districts. Yeah, it's a pile of money to keep a school. And going. that's every year. Yes. And we graduate you know, a little over 1,000 kids. And unfortunately, a lot of them leave because there's not a lot of opportunity here. 
So, I mean, it's a lot more than we can talk about in 20 minutes, but the Zipper Junction Project is is an organization, but it's also going to be a place. So the finish line sort of looks like Uh, a giant trade trade school. uh, Well, it's a giant trade school that's in the middle of a tourist destination. Oh, so you and all these all these arenas and and ice skating rinks and pools and venues are the are the places the trade school kids would work within a real world environment, as opposed to operating in a vacuum. They tend to work, um, although they do job shadowing and all. There's nothing yeah. like real operating businesses for them to work right. with. Right, so you surround the trade school with sort of venues that act to bring money and tourist dollars in, which ultimately fund the trade school. Correct. And the kids in the trade school all of a sudden now have all these real-world venues and locations to uh, cut their teeth at. Yeah, it wound up becoming more of an economic development project than I'll a say. trade school. And um, you have to read the mission that drives us. It really has to do with, and it goes back, here's the tie-in that we talked about earlier. Tell me. I was lucky enough to find my passion very early in life. Yes. I, I build stuff. I create stuff. Yep. I design stuff. Um, I feel that too many people don't find that. Okay? A lot yep. of them say, oh, I would do that, but I have to work. Now, you know, I've, I've, been, I've been told many times it's naive, follow your passion. Yeah, it's a great way to be poor. I'm a very pragmatic person. I'm an entrepreneur. Yeah. If you cannot leverage it into dollars, you will be poor. You will be on the street. Right. But I also believe there's a way to leverage it. Uh, and that's really what we do. Uh, the mission would be to spark those passions, leverage uh, those passions into dollars, yep. and make a career out of them. So it's it's a, it's quite the complex design and idea. Yeah, um, we've made some progress. We've presented it to all sorts of folks around here, politicians yep. and businesses and organizations. Yep. And hopefully, 2020 will be the year that we make some massive progress. It's awesome. like a giant freight train moving forward picking up some momentum we've been moving along and it's slowly picking up speed yep um you know it's it's there's a lot of nimby not in my backyard people don't like crowds and you know we have to consider all these things yeah there's a lot of moving parts there is and and to think that we dismiss any would be incorrect yeah so, so that's what keeps me going now. So okay. I have the, the Supreme Zipper industry side makes the money. Yep. And the the, <laughs> the Zipper Junction project tends to spend my money. Right. But it, it, it fires your heart up, it sounds that's like. That's what it does. Yeah. That's great. And you need that. You need yeah. that. So uh, my guest, Jim Zimponi from Supreme Zipper Industries and the Zipper Junction project has joined me for Taste Test Thursday this morning. And it's about time we spin into the taste test portion mm. of the show. Now, we still do have to talk about the uh, holiday toy drive. And we'll talk about that in a couple of minutes. But I'm hungry. I brought food. What'd you bring? I brought, I brought you a humdinger. What? A humdinger. I don't understand. Watson's Deli over in White Mills is famous for the humdinger. No, I know Watson's Deli, small engine repair and deli. It's a great combination. It's, it's a breakfast sandwich. Okay. All right. And I was told it's bacon, sausage, ham, egg, cheese on a toasted buttered roll. Yo. Yo is right. <laughs> Wait, say that one more time. What's on it? Bacon, sausage, ham, egg, cheese on a buttered toasted it's like roll. The, it's like the kitchen sink. It's awesome. It's a, what's it called again? Humdinger. Humdinger. That's actually Any, a, anybody that's grown up around here knows what the humdinger is. That's a very is. appropriate name. But anybody that. that hasn't, you need to try this humdinger. So Watson's Deli is, is on, uh, on Route 6, right on in White, 6, Mills, right in White the, Mills, right at the crossings there where uh, Sports Factory is. And, yep. And there's a it's a deli where you and can- And an auto repair shop. And, a, and an auto and small end repair shop, Correct. right? It's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the, actually, the small engine repair shop's a little further down oh, the road. Oh, it's separate. Okay, that's down the road by the car wash. But this is the auto repair Got and it. the deli. It's a family. But is it Watsons or a family? Local yes, family? Yes. Um, and you know, I learned I learned the new fact this morning. Go on. Business was started. Uh, I'm not sure of the years. Fifty plus years ago. Okay. Uh, but one of the original brothers was Marv Watson. Marv Watson. Okay. He created the humdinger. Really? So we know where this thing started. Marv created the thing. 
And a lot of folks know his children. You know, okay. He's got kids that are involved in the community. They own the businesses. There's teachers at Wallen Paul Pack. But Marv was, uh, we lost him three years ago, unfortunately. Okay. All right. But he is the creator of the Humdinger. Well, this was his sandwich. His legacy. That's it. And Marv. I'm glad he left it. Thank you. Okay, so break it out, Pony. Let's do it, man. Well, okay, Jim's going to get the sandwiches. I'm turning the mic on its side. We're going to go right here in kitchen table style. Oh, this has my name on it. Well, wait, well, we have to admit, is this good here? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you, you requested, you know, whatever I bring you in the past, I know you like tomatoes and onions. I do. I love so it. I added that to it. You did? Yeah. So wait a sec. So I've got like a special edition humdinger here. Correct. Slightly customized. Yeah, this is like the, the I don't know what you call it, but okay, so. Humdinger Plus. Humdinger Plus, the, uh, the Owens edition, I don't know. So this is wrapped in foil, as you can hear on the microphone. Whoa, this is some breakfast. Oh my God, it smells good, Jim. Here, give me a thumbs up. <laughs> Look at this. Hang on, I gotta pull, pull this apart for a photo. Holy smokes. There's a lot there. That's a mile high. Okay, so this is not just a breakfast sandwich, this is a humdinger of a correct. breakfast sandwich. That is correct. Okay, I'm gonna dig in. You yeah, got go one ahead. too? Well, I do. I had it scale down slightly on the meat. I'm, okay. I'm, I All have right. problems with uh, nitrites. Okay, no, that's not <laughs> you. But you do you. I, I had to do a little bit less there. Uh, this is an, uh, bacon, ham, and sausage. And egg and cheese. And I left my coffee downstairs. And you, oh, you, right, you need some coffee. Well, well, we're gonna go to break in a minute. We'll go get I'll coffee. Go grab coffee. Coffees, yeah. Okay, here we go. go Ready? Ahead. Let me know uh, what you think. Mm -hmm. Oh man. Mm. Oh man. Wow. The roll is delicious. The meat is fantastic. The egg and cheese is great. And I'm. Thank you for picking up on the tomato and onion thing. That's a nice touch. I actually had notes in my phone from last year. I knew you liked that on something. I said this is gonna work. Wow. Right, so normally it does not come with tomato and onion. You, no. ask, you ask for that. No, I ask for that. Just okay. for yours. Thank you, Jim, very much. And thank you, Watson's Deli. Thank you for this. Watson's Deli is awesome. Holy smokes. They're mm. a staple of the community. Been mm -hmm. there forever. Oh, man. Friendly service. Look at this. The, the bun is toasted. So nice. Just that little ring of toast on the edge there. Mmm. With a little bit of butter. Adds a little crunch to it. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. I think Adam's enjoying this. I am liking this. Um... And I just, I remember when I found out about Watson's, like the combo deli and auto repair shop. Yeah, what's wrong with that? I love it. What's wrong with that, Adam? Nothing. I just, no, I just, I love when you combine awesome. businesses that don't necessarily show up together, you know? Okay, here's a quick tie-in. Yeah, go. Zipper Junction. Okay. We believe of cross-pollinating things mm. that don't belong together, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like auto shops and delis, okay? Diversity, man. Well, the reason is we think that... Different businesses can learn from each other. Mm. You know, so all the locations within this facility um, have to cross-pollinate with the others. A little interconnectedness. Yep. And obviously, it would be interconnected with the greater community, which is very important to us. Wow. Like this. Like, um... Yum. The bacon you know? is cooked nicely. This is good stuff. Oh, uh, Again, bacon, sausage, ham. Three mm. meats. Mm. Oh, man. Jim's and Pony. Wow. Good choice. Marv Watson, thank you. Thank you, buddy. Nice job. Marv, I hope you're out there somewhere looking down, listening in, and uh, hearing us giving you this shout-out, my friend. Wow. Mm. Okay. Jim, we're gonna, I'm going to go get us a couple of coffees. We're going to take a break. We'll come back. We're going to talk about Holiday Toy Drive. And then I brought a couple of different things for you. Maybe we'll give you a choice. We'll see what we do. But Jim Zimponi and I will be back as Taste Test Thursday continues mm, here on DNH. <laughs> All right, we're back on Taste Test Thursday here on this Thursday, November 7th. I'm Adam Owens, joined in the studio by Jim Zumponi from Supreme Zipper Industries. Uh, Jim, what's 
the latest in zipper technology? Like, what's the cutting edge of zippers these days? Well, you know, there's a lot of a lot of ups and downs in the zipper business. <laughs> Come on, it's my only joke. It's so good. <laughs> yeah. The, the <laughs> Sorry, Adam. No, no, don't apologize. Corny, but it's my only joke. I, I totally dig it. I totally dig it. No, but really, though, like, what? what you want to know something? Zippers have been around well over 100 years. Yes. Um, the market is is cornered by a company called YKK. I know the company, right? It's a Japanese-owned family still that owns it. They're, okay. They're probably 85% of the zipper market in the world. Yeah, yeah. We're distributors for them because we have to be. People want that name. Yeah. So about half of our product is theirs. Okay. But, um, I mean, new technology, there's not a lot of new stuff in zippers. They go up, they go down. The only, people, the only time people pay attention is when they don't work. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that means they didn't buy it from us. <laughs> good one, good one. <laughs> uh, what about, like, you were, t- you were talking for a minute about helping out some of the local fire companies. I'm thinking about, like, heavy-duty zippers. We, we've made stuff. Okay, now, there's hun- literally hundreds of what we call configurations of zippers. Okay. And these are, you know, nylon coil, metals. Delrin, which are like the heavy plastic teeth, like on a outside, you know, coat. Yep. Um, we don't make all of that. We only make about ten of the varieties of the hundreds. Okay. So we have sources for all these other ones, but I mean, some of the crazy stuff we've done. There's something they go by number. So like the smaller the number, the smaller the width of the zipper. Okay, got okay, it. So like on a lady's dress, it might be a number three on the zipper in the back. A handbag might be a five or a seven. We made a. We've made zippers that were hundreds of feet long. Separators for uh, cables to store heavy lift helicopter cables. Whoa. Um, yeah, they were over 100 feet long. And then we've done things like uh, number 30 plastic zippers. The slider is about the size of the palm of your hand. Whoa. And What's that for? The, What's the application? That was to make slings to take dolphins out of the water. No kidding. They needed something to go around them yep. and then zip it up underneath. And it needed to be salt water. Yep. It was uh, all plastic. Yeah, yeah. Cor- corrosion proof yeah, or whatever. So the slider is the piece that goes up and down that you pull up and down. Yep. Puller attached to the slider. Okay, so hang on. Can we talk about vocabulary real quick? Sure. So like, what? Okay, so the slide. So the the sort the, of the, the slider is the piece that actually joins does, does the two the sides thing. of the. Yeah. And then what about the little handle that you use to pull it up? This and down? is a really technical term. Go on, go on. It's called the puller. All right. Okay. <laughs> now what about? But what about the two rows of zip? Okay. You know? Most folks re- refer to those as teeth. Yep. The teeth of the zipper. We okay. call them. They're called elements. Elements. And the actual zipper material, it's the material on the sides, the fabric. That you would sew to Correct. the edges of your hooded sweatshirt or and, whatever. And the, the teeth put together, the elements. Yeah. That assembly is called chain. Okay. So think about like, you know, metal chain. Yeah. Same thing. We buy that in rolls hundreds of yards long. Okay. And then those old machines I was telling you about. Yes, yes. They can knock the teeth out of those every so often, make lengths. Then you apply um, bottom stops and top stops, which are the things that hold the zipper together. Yep. Or if it's uh, like a jacket, you need to come apart at the bottom. You need something called a pin in a box, which is on the bottom. One side looks like a pin. One side looks like a box. Okay. And, oh, there's a lot of terminology. Yeah, to no, I'm, I, I, that's the thing. Is like you know, you, you go through life just you know, you zip up and down your, every day of your dang life, and you never think about you it until it breaks. It. <laughs> it breaks. And man, let's just take a moment and, and be frustrated at zippers for a second here. But none of them came from Supreme no, Zipper. No, never, never, <laughs> none. Actually, if you know what we we, we talk about zipper abuse. Yeah. Okay, and that's what's zipper abuse. Zipper abuse is when you're trying to close that piece of luggage, yep. and it's way overstuffed, and yeah. you think by just pulling harder on the zipper, you're going to do you're something. You're going to do something, and all yeah. you're going to do is break the zipper. Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, that's zipper abuse. <laughs> 
Oh, zippers. Okay. Uh, I, you know, I was, I was something about the, the, you know, zippers show up on, uh, they, they were in the, the suits that the astronauts wore on the moon. Like, that's correct. When I know. when I went to D.C. a few years ago, I went to the uh, Air and Space Museum. Looking and, for zippers. Well, I'm standing on this this thing, and they had a spacesuit on display. Everyone's and, looking at the SR-71 Blackbird. Jim's and, employees and, and I'm literally, uh, I'm literally going up this staircase off the ground, and they, they had the guy in the thing, like, set up, you know? Yeah. And there I am going, look at the metal zipper they used on that. My wife thinks... <laughs> You know, when, when we go shopping, I'm yeah. in the ladies' department looking at handbags to see what the latest zippers are. I mean, it, it, it's oh, a bit of a... Um, yeah, I, yeah. I, it's become a way of life. Uh, you know what else has become a way of life? Uh, holiday season in this neck of the woods is the Zipper Junction Project Holiday Toy Drive. So this is a this is one element that the Zipper Junction gives back to the community with. It's, it's a little program we do. We're little program. We, nothing. We, we told nothing you, little about it. I told you earlier, it's, it's about... We believe that too many people aren't happy in their daily lives. Yeah. Okay. And th that's mostly because they're not doing what they should be doing in life yeah. to earn a living. So the holiday toy drive was an accident. Um, a few years ago, uh, Toys for Tots closed down around here. Right. And we someone, were. Someone needed to fill the gap. Yeah. We, we, we kept getting requests to store toys for Toys for Tots because of the warehouse. You've and, got the um, space. Yeah. And we were going to. And um, it just didn't really work out. All the players involved, it was not for lack of trying. Uh, these people were wonderful that did it before. Yeah. Um, but uh, we we looked into reopening the chapter and learned there was a little there was a little too much strings attached to it for us to do us to do a toys for tots, toys for tots. and so you, not to discredit them in any way. No. Nope. You know we're we're local. We collect in Pike and Wayne and we distribute in Pike and Wayne. Yep. And we really didn't think it was right that anything should go outside the area that was destined for this area. Right. So we created a program from scratch. Way to go. Called the Holiday Toy Drive. This is the third year. And now boxes are are boxes out in the community yet? Yeah, about 75% of them are out probably okay. by tomorrow. Most of the all will be out. So if you didn't get your box yet, hang on, we're coming. Off the top of your head, how many individual donation boxes are there out there going to be? Okay. Now first I have to start with Wayne County Ford is the big drop-off location. Absolutely. Okay. Yes. We fill up trucks. Yep. But for folks that live much further away, yep. all over Pike and Wayne, we have about 200 of those boxes out. Hot dog. Yeah, they're, wow. you can't miss them. They have the, the the truck with the big with the bear with the big bag of toys on yep. it. Yep, yep. Um, and, and we collect from all over. Um, right now, sign up. This is very important to mention, the sign-ups for folks in need is through November 15th at midnight. Okay, you so have to get the application in by November 15th, midnight. Go to zipperjunction.org and click on the truck with the toys, and it'll follow you there. Um, take you right to there, I should say. And, uh, right after midnight, it closes. There is nobody after because we, we have to vet everyone. They yep. all have to go through different departments, make sure, uh, they're all deserving properly. We're, we're up a little over 600 kids signed up right now. Wow. So we, we topped out way over 700 last year. Um, I wish it was less every year, to yeah, be honest with you. Yeah, absolutely, but it's, I'm glad that you're able to provide this. Yep, and the businesses have been good. Um, if anyone works at a business that's listening, you know, um, if they don't have a box, again, zipperjunction.org, they can make a monetary donation, which helps with the teens. That's who, right. Who we always are a little light on for them. So uh, you can donate new unwrapped toys in any of these boxes. Of course, we'd love to direct you to Wayne County Ford. Correct. Uh, Wayne County Ford is doing the same deal they did last year, where if we fill, I believe it's four pickup trucks with new unwrapped toys, they will take a fifth truck out and do a whole shopping spree, fill that one on their own. Mm -hmm. uh, we've hit that goal every year. Yeah, we want to blow it out of the water. We do. Though. We really do. So we ask you to do a little extra shopping or as uh, the holidays approach and drop toys off at Wayne County Ford or any of the boxes around the area. And the if you'd like to receive gifts, if your family needs a little extra help, and hey, that's okay. If you do, mm -hmm. you do. That's the way it is. Uh, if you need a little extra help and you'd like to apply to receive gifts, zipperjunction.org. Yep. 
and follow the link, the, the, the buttons there, and it'll go right to the uh, sign-up page. And you have until November 15th. At midnight. At and midnight. we are serious. That midnight, yeah. it's, it closes. That's it. It closes Don't off. Don't call us after. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, and if somebody wants to volunteer, zipperjunction.org. Everything is there. Everything Donate, is on that website. Um, find box sites. They'll all be listed on the website. All that good stuff's there. So, Jim. Yes. We are almost out of time, but I have something I want to share with you. Okay. So I, have, I actually have food from two countries. Uh-oh. Hang on a second. Wayne County. No, 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 no. I have, I have food from, I have food from uh, Austria, and I have uh-huh. food from the United States. Where would you like to travel first, Jim Zuponi? Well, I've been around the U.S., so let's try Austria. Okay, let's try Austria. So I have from Austria, I have a candy bar. Are you cool with the candy bar? Uh, my wife is. I'll just have to just count. Little, the, I'll have to count the calories okay. because I've been really good. We're not going to give you the whole thing. Just a little bit. What, but it's what a, is it? It's a Bobby candy bar this is caramel. is it made with fresh bobby i don't well it's you know the illustration <laughs> is a is an english policeman on the front so it looks like it, it, i, I want to know if they're like you know what was that the adams family girl scout cookies that they made with fresh girl scouts oh my gosh <laughs> it's a movie come are on adam made, are they made with fresh bobbies i hope not all right we're so, gonna find we're out. just gonna try a bite of this but this is what austria eats when they're looking for something sweet so i'm just gonna break us off a little piece of this each this looks kind of like this reminds me of a hundred grand bar let's see what is that, like a nougat in there? It's not peanut butter. No. It smells kind of weird. It smells like... You go first. I'll go first. All right. <laughs> hang on. Hang on. We got a photo of the cross section of this thing here. Okay. Here we go. It's crunchy. I hear you crunching. It's crunchy. It's chocolatey. It's sweet. It's caramelly. All right. He's going for it? Yeah. It's good. It's good. It tastes familiar. Tastes like honey, maybe? I don't know. You know what I like about it? It's not too sweet. It's not too sweet. You're absolutely right. I'm not a a big candy person, but that's good because it's not too sweet. It's not overwhelming. Okay. But it definitely has like a... I'm thinking there might be honey in that. I'm I'm thinking so, too. That's the flavor that I feel like I recognize. Mm -hmm. Okay. So that was Austria. That was good. Now let's do the USA. Flaming hot dill pickle flavored potato chips. All right. Okay. I'm game. They're they're running out of ways to flavor potato chips, so they're just throwing darts at a dartboard, as far as I can tell now. Flaming hot dill pickle flavored. I'm good. You want to try it? Sure. Okay. They smell spicy. Right? How bad can they be? Hang on a sec. Here, I'll hold the chip up. Good. Excellent. Now let me do. Okay. Are we doing this together? Yeah. All right, well, ladies and gentlemen. If the radio goes silent, it means they're really strong. <laughs> Here we go. I get the dill before the heat. I get both the dill and the heat. I have to say, the flavors are distinct and they're there. Both. They're oh, hot. Sure. They're hot, dude. And they are dill pickle flavor. Yeah, but the dill is coming through the whole time. It really is. If you like pickles and you like spicy stuff... I'd go for those. Uh, yeah, what do you think? You uh, well, I like hot stuff. Well, me too. Me too. Um, I'm also a pickle nut. I tend to okay, eat a lot of pickles. So I think I got your number here. That's a really good mix, in my opinion. Flame. They're Lay's brand. Now look, hot it says flaming hot. I mean, let me let, let's be honest. Yeah, they're not like ridiculous. No, but they are spicy. They're, they're spicy. Yeah, but they're certainly not it's unbearable. Not gonna, it's not going to kill you. No, you can no. eat a bag of these. Yeah, 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 yeah. I like them. All right. You have two two positives ones today. That were awesome. Yeah, we did good. We did good. Okay, so hang on a second here, Jim. Uh, I am afraid to say that we are, by my count, yeah, 
out of time. Oh, I was really starting to have a good time here. I know, me too. Me too. It was miserable for a while there. And then after that, at the end, right at the end, it started to get fun. No, I'm kidding. This was great, Jim. Thank you for coming in. I appreciate it, Adam. Zipperjunction.org for all the information on the Zipper Junction Project and their holiday toy drive, whether you'd yeah. like to receive gifts or donate gifts or cash. Those or, boxes are everywhere. Or volunteer. Do you need people to volunteer to help pick stuff up? They can sign up on the site. They have to go through a process. Okay, good. Um, but and, there are boxes all over. The two car washes have two huge, huge mailboxes they made Yep. in uh, Hawley and Hamlin. You, they, everybody's stepping up. It's really good to see. It's really, really good to see. Well, uh, Jim Zuponi, again, thank you for coming in this morning. Thank you for having me, Adam. Zipperjunction.org for all the information. Catch this episode of Taste Test Thursday on our podcast site. Just find me on Facebook, Adam Owens, for a link to the podcast and photos of today's show. Or you can look up the podcast, Adam Owens, Taste Test Thursday with Adam Owens on your favorite podcasting site. All right, well, that's it for the morning show today. We'll be back tomorrow. It will be Friday. Thank goodness for that. So the next time we talk, stay safe, be good to each other, and if you are heading out in the woods, wear blaze orange.